part tends to not scare me when uh, Mrs. Mrs. Computer Voice tells me that she's recording us. Um, hello, everybody. This is Maddie of the Voluntary Vixens podcast, joined as usual by my lovely co-host, Jessie, and her absent. Yep. <laughs> cheers. And cheers. cheers. Cheers to everybody listening. Um, it's been, Jesse. I was trying to think about it, like, before we got on together, but I was like, when the hell was the last time you and I recorded without a guest? It's been a while. I would say it's been a while. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, did we even do that in 2021? I think we might've done it like a couple times, like maybe a couple times, but, um, honestly, 2021 was one hell of a year. I'd, I'd like to say personally from, um, from my viewpoint of like what we did, I think as a podcast in 2021. Um, so, you know, I'd say kudos to us. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so anybody listening now, if uh, you missed all of 2021, I mean, you know, some things are more um, timely and appropriate for the time that they were recorded. But, um, you know, we had some really, really interesting and awesome people join us over the past year, especially. And I'd point anybody um, back in our 2021 shows to you know, pick a topic or pick a person that seems interesting. And, you know, while a lot of what we did and, you know, probably still will do will be somewhat unfortunately COVID related just because of, you know, who Jesse and I are and how it's mm-hmm. impacting our lives, like individually, um, and then us both, you know, together and then um, everybody. I mean, it's, it's unfortunately not going away, at least not right now. Um, but I think, you know, even though there was a lot of um, COVID chats, I think the unique people and perspectives that we brought to the podcast or, you know, to our platform and to our greater audience, you guys, um, was a bit more of a variety perhaps than other people might've brought in. Yes. <laughs> I think so, we brought in a lot of scientists and researchers as well that kind of helped us with the COVID stuff because, And I thought that was important because we're talking about people are are claiming that a lot of our ideas are, you know, wrong. Yeah. And that we just get all our information and and, yeah, misinformation. And um, I haven't read it yet, but I've kind of been following like a few um, and you might have also seen, but um, like it's, uh, you know, still pretty Orwellian out there. And even if, it feels a little bit like things have calmed down. I mean, it sounds like actively doctors are losing their license licenses Mm -hmm. and like that's happening right now. And so while it was a threat, perhaps the last year, maybe two years, like it seems like it's actively happening right now where, you know, the votes are coming in um, where these people are losing their licenses or, you know, they're finally getting um, fired and, you know, I really respect anybody um, on any level that is opposing this stuff and doing what they can in their own way. But the, and you would know this more better than I do, Jesse, just how bad it is, but um, like the complete takeover and lack of freedom 
and lack of an opening for anybody to kind of just make their way into the medical profession as a healthcare provider. It's like, how many hoops do you have to jump through just to be a part of this Mm -hmm. kind of at this point, awful game, like in this really awful system. And so like for somebody to have spent, you know, so much time in their life doing the educational part and then, you know, what comes after med school and going through residency and fellowship and like all these things. And then just, you know, their practice for years, for decades, some of them for their entire lives and careers. And now at this stage, you know, they're being kind of kicked to the curb. Um, but not just like, you know, here's a, you know, we're letting you go, but like, it's truly impacting what they would be able to do for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I mean, I mean, having gone through nursing school and just doing all of the ridiculous stuff that we had to do just to pass, um, it was pretty dumb. I mean, like, I will admit, like some of the things we had to do just to get through nursing school, I would say like maybe less than half of it we actually use. Yeah. But still, it's a lot of a lot of hoop jumping and then you have to maintain your license and keep up with your credits. And and what's funny is like, you know, the, the stuff that we have to maintain for our credits, like the ethics courses and stuff that we have to take. Ironic. I'm watching, yes, ethics I'm watching right our now. government and Dr. Fauci completely just obliterate that in front of the entire country, but whatever. But whatever. But yeah, I mean, and another thing too, I mean, like there's a doctor shortage as well as a nursing shortage. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of healthcare professionals that are needed. And we just don't have enough to take care of the population that we have in this country. And what's funny is that. Especially a very, very sick population generally, like COVID aside, we're not talking about COVID. We're talking about (laughs) like chronic comorbidities Mm -hmm. that people have and a lot of them being, um, you know, preventive. Yes. Well, a lot of those diseases would be better, better suited for, um, a nutritionist to maybe help Mm -hmm. some people with some of these things. And, but doctors don't get a well-rounded education in nutrition and nurses get like, we get like one course in it. And a lot of these diseases that we take care of are probably would be prevented by just a better diet and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just be honest. But what I was going to say is that you know, now we have, we're taking away doctor's licenses and we're firing half of the nursing staff in some of these hospitals because they don't want to get vaccinated. So we're making the problem that's already a problem, even more of a problem. And what's funny to me is what I've been watching are, you know, nurses that I used to work with or nurses that I went to nursing school with Like they still are bitching and moaning about how overworked and tired they are. And none of them are putting together that they wouldn't be this overwhelmed if maybe they had stood up for some of their friends Mm -hmm. who were being fired or let go. Yeah. Like it would be like these people are invaluable and we shouldn't do anything that would make them, you know, walk off the job. Um, Johns Hopkins Hospital is about a thousand, if not maybe more at this point, but about a thousand um, clinical staff members underneath of what they count as like full employment. And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of very skilled, like fine tuned bodies. And 
people that need to be taken care of, sick people, like whether again, they have COVID um, and they've somehow made it to the hospital, um, unfortunately, or the other illnesses that still exist are always out there and have been very much ignored for the past two years, like people's cancers or like, you know, surgeries that have been put off and cannot be put off any further. Um, But it's just like, you know, like Jesse said, if uh, people had not been so gung-ho to listen to these god-awful mandates or, you know, any of these policies that um, I still feel like, you know, I spent Sunday, all of Sunday in the cold in D.C. at the Defeat the Mandates March, and most of the speakers there are doctors. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so many of them are doctors that have treated you know, countless COVID patients and um, with very simple things, you know, it's like a cocktail of things and Jesse and I've talked about a lot of them and so have our guests, but it's like very simple, repurposed, cheap, cost-effective drugs that are, could be readily available if like, you know, the ones that aren't already like over-the-counter supplements that anybody can take and anybody can get and have a very, very, very low risk profile for the vast majority of people. It's like, I mean, we all, every, anybody listening to this program knows that the government will create problems so that the government can solve them. But unfortunately for us, they can't even solve them. Like, they're so bad at everything other than, you know, mass murder um, and ruining people's livelihoods and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, churning out state run propaganda to divide people and, you know, keep us all distracted, um, you know, generally make us unhealthy. I think a lot of, as we've talked to, you know, Sal and, you know, people that are more uh, nutrition-based and focused, um, what they've told us uh, for generations is good for us to eat is absolutely not good for us to eat. Right. And I just, I'm a little... I really hope 2022 is a little bit more um, of a wake-up call and people getting tired of uh, listening to people that, you know, aren't providing any kind of benefit to them whatsoever. I agree. Um, And I think more people are waking up. I just think that it's not happening in America as fast as it is in maybe the UK, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know there's some other countries that they mentioned that are, that are dropping their vaccine mandates Croatia um, or passport in the Czech Republic Eastern Europe seems like they're waking up a little bit quicker to some of like, this stuff oh hmm, we got really close to communism again didn't we I'd mm-hmm. love I'd love to hear their thought process and you know what kind of um I mean all I have to do is sort of go look and start reading things especially because I've got you and I have good um good people out there that are very good avid news readers and collectors so Mm -hmm. but I really want to look at that just to sort of see like what their um reasoning and explanation was I think the UK honestly I don't know because they are they're they're getting ready for the next thing I don't trust them I don't trust them at all they're getting ready for the next thing there's going to be something that's coming up it's going to be I think they're going to eventually drop all the stuff here too, but it's going to be something else. And so I would just not relax yet. Yeah. But I am still, I feel like we, we've, we've memory hold so many things over the past couple of years 
I don't want us to memory hole the hell that we've been through in the past couple of years. Absolutely. I'm I'm still pissed. And um I just watched like a um I guess it was basically uh the what was the lawyer's name? You was it you that sent me the video of the lawyer who was talking about the all the military airmen that had vaccine been vaccinated and then like just the numbers of what they've been seeing, like the percentage of increase of miscarriages. Hmm cancer neurological issues and these are i don't maybe it was one of our friends but it was um i've i post that video on my own personal account because i'm tired of like just trying to be nice to everybody on my personal account um because i know my (laughs) i know my friends and family see it and i'm just at a point now where it's like is it really obnoxious and annoying to be warning people about something that they put in their body that could cause cancer um and other neurological problems other maybe other things like you know i have a lot of heart disease in my family so Mm. that's another thing i'm concerned about is like you know would they even that's one of the things that dr malone had said to joe rogan was that there's a lot of cardiomyopathy issues it's very apparent in children because children don't get cardiomyopathy typically But what he's saying is like the reason why that might be just be in the news more is because it's just with that age group, but it's happening to everyone. And maybe mm-hmm. in older people, it's not as noticeable because we expect to see that in older people. Yeah. And so one of the things that I was thinking is like my father has had two heart casts before. He had a heart attack like he, a few years ago and he had two stents put in. And, um, you know, if something were to be, uh, attacking the muscles in his heart, he already has problems there. He probably wouldn't even be symptomatic of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, you know, my dad actually read the JFK book uh, or the RFK book um, about Fauci. And he was telling me all the stuff that he learned. And he was like, you've been right the entire time. Wow. Now, my dad has been vaccinated twice. So I asked him, are you thinking about getting the booster? And he's like, not now. Good. So wow. I'm happy that, I mean, you know, it's like ignorance is bliss maybe, but uh, I, I've asked myself time and time again over the past, you know, two years now, would I rather not know? And I, the answer is no, I don't think so. Like, I'm not that type of person. I've, I've never been that type of person. And even when I did kind of have like my head in the sand about certain things, it's like, as soon as I started like hearing that there was this alternative perspective that told me I had my head in the sand and that I was an ignorant dummy and that there was something else I didn't know before that I should probably take a look at and, you know, consider because maybe I'm wrong and maybe there's a way for me to be better and maybe there's things for me to learn and, you know, I don't have to be the way I am, however it was, you know? And so I love when I hear that people have woken up and seen the truth. And even though the Mm -hmm. truth sucks, I think like we can all get to a better place if the truth is acknowledged and realized and dealt with. Because if it's not dealt with, that's when, you know, problems just get worse or continue to regress and, you know, we fucking spiral into apocalypse. Yeah. And this is not one of those things. Like, I mean, I would, I would agree, like, don't talk about Donald Trump or don't talk about, talk about Joe Biden's dementia or anything like that. You know, when you're out with your family, just try to enjoy your time with them. But 
I think this is a little different because this is about health. And so, you know, I'm the only one in my family besides me and my kids. I don't know about my cousin's kids or anything like that, but I know that I'm my, I, me and my two kids are the only ones that are not vaccinated so far. And, um, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like I have a duty at least to my family to warn them about some of these things. Now you, some of them have argued with with me about like let's not talk about politics but to me first off covid should never have been politicized exactly. in the first place this is a health concern this is not a yeah. political concern it shouldn't matter who the president is like it shouldn't matter yeah. and who congress is and what make but baffles me is how seemingly intelligent people have been totally cool with letting the president make executive orders about health have let the Congress and Senate make decisions on health have been fine with letting the judges, letting our judicial system, like the SCOTUS make a decision on what is should be mandatory and what shouldn't be mandatory. To me, that should never even have gotten that far. What no. the fuck have we done? How, what have we <laughs> let happen to our, this, this is like about your body. This is about your, your physical own body. physical health. Mm-hmm. Would you be fine with if, would you be fine with the, with your government telling you that you're supposed to every six months inject yourself with radium? Would you be fine with that? Yeah. I, and I mean, like, so Jesse, the government wouldn't do that. Like radium's known to be harmful and um, they just wouldn't do that. There's no benefit. So obviously they wouldn't, that's, that's a stupid example, Jesse, because they're not going to tell you to put radium in your body. <laughs> they gave, uh, if you read the book, uh, what is it? Dr. The real Dr. Fauci or something like that. The I can't remember the R- RFK, RFK wrote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think is the real Dr. Fauci. Yeah, I think so. He talks about a experiment that was done on orphaned kids that were, they're basically wards of the state. They forced them to take AZT. If they Mm -hmm. refused to take it, they were taken to a hospital and they had a tube put into them so that they could give them AZT through the tube. Holy effing shit. So yes, the government has done this before. Yeah. And And Dr. Fauci watched it happen and was totally (laughs) signing off on all of it. Directed. So what the fuck is wrong with everybody? Of course, the government has done this before. And it really doesn't take a long time to figure some of this stuff out. I mean, all you have to do is just refer back to the Tuskegee experiment. I, I know I sound like a broken record, but all you have to do is just read about the Tuskegee experiment I mean, on the CDC website. It's right that there. One is enough. And that one instance is enough. And or MK know. Ultra when they were when they were giving people LSD without them knowing. Like there's a reason why when I have to renew my license, I have to take a course on ethics. And that ethics course brings up the Tuskegee experiment every single time. And the the idea of informed consent is brought up. We are not allowed to in the hospital. Like if, if a patient comes in for any kind of procedure, surgery or any kind of like, you know, scope or anything, they have to, we have to basically read to them what their procedure is, ask them if they know what that procedure is, if they know where it's going to be done on them and who the doctor is, because if they can't tell us any of that stuff, then we know that they don't have the inform- all the information. They don't know what's going to happen to them. And then we can't do the procedure by law. 
But here we are on a mass scale injecting people with something. And most people, if you ask them what an mRNA vaccine is, they don't even know, they can't tell you. Nope. And so that to me is, I mean, that's the whole point of what we do in informed consent. You ask them, what is the scope? What's, what's this uh, ERCP? What are you getting? You know, they tell you what that is, but most people can't even tell you what this vaccine is, quote unquote vaccine, which is really just a biological therapy. Yep. Because a vaccine, by the way, a vaccine is when you take a dead or weakened virus and you inject it into the body and then allow the body to make antibodies in reaction to that. Mm -hmm. This is not that. They're not giving you a weakened or you're getting like basically a a piece of mRNA that's tell that's going to say here is a picture of a spike protein. Make antibodies. Make a bunch. Yeah. And it's not even the full virus. It's an instruction manual to make a piece of the alpha original Wuhan virus. So mm-hmm. like, and that's another thing we know now, I mean, there's whistleblowers that have come out and said that this, we knew that this virus was made in a lab in Wuhan, China. We know that uh, we were definitely doing um, experiments. Uh, what is that called? Gain, gain of function, function research. Yep. Yeah. Um, gain of function research. And we were purposely trying to make viruses more deadly, more infectious. Like that was the purpose of it. Yeah. So that we could figure out how to fight it off, which by the way, goes back to the whole thing I just said, like, here's the government creating a problem so that they can solve it. And they're not good at solving it. And they didn't even solve it. Like this vaccine is an absolute failure. So let me just tell you another thing too. So Mm -hmm. today I went and got my antibodies tested again. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to, because, you know, where I work, we've had another outbreak of it. And it seems a lot more mild this time. I had a runny nose and I had a sore throat for like one day. And um, I thought, well, maybe I'll take some ivermectin, some hydroxychloroquine. And it knocked it out in about a day. And then I thought, well, let me go get my antibodies checked because I'm just curious to see, you know, what happened. Now, my experience getting the antibodies, I like I was dreading it because I didn't I knew they were going to ask me if I was vaccinated and all this stuff and all these, you know, invasive questions that I want to ask. But Mm -hmm. I ended up getting this nurse practitioner who she was very nice and she asked me she did ask me all those questions. But then, um, you know, I told her I wasn't vaccinated and she was like, oh, well, um, I told her that I had been sick back in August and I was Mm -hmm. just curious to see if whatever this like sniffle was that I had, if it was COVID. So she's like, yeah, I'd be curious to know too. I'd like to see what natural immunity actually does. Mm. She didn't say anything about me getting vaccinated. And so then when I got my results, I had antibodies. And actually, I actually did have fresh new antibodies. So I had, I did have, I was recently. Yeah. And so, you know what she did? That's all she said. She didn't say like, oh, go get, you should go get vaccinated as soon as possible. That would be retarded. <laughs> it would be, yeah. She didn't even <laughs> tell me that. No reason for I, don't, that. I don't know what it is, but I just got the vibe that she was like, yeah, this is, this is dumb. Honestly, like, you know, she, and I'm sure others that even if, you know, perhaps she's even vaccinated herself and, you know, she got it, got it done early and, you know, did what she was told and, you know, she, there's going to be people, especially like, you know, healthcare practitioners that are going to be waking, 
going to be woken up by the results that are in front of them that are undeniable. And, you know, since I think, um, I think maybe like a huge difference between like the doctors, like the FLCCC, like McCullough, um, and, you know, plenty of others, the, the, why there's such a difference and they have no fear of COVID anymore is because they sort of all never turned their patients away. Like they've actively been treating it. They've all, you know, mostly gotten COVID because they have been exposed. Um, you know, they've gotten through it. They've um, brought, they've prevented people from going to the hospital. They've prevented people from dying. Whereas like a lot of people in the hospitals, they are seeing people that should have been seen. They should have been taken care of themselves at home. They should have been treated uh, in an outpatient fashion. Um, But, you know, like you go, go to any doctor, any like local PCP general practitioner's website. Basically it's like, if you've got COVID symptoms, don't fucking come here. And, you know, we'll do a telemeeting and we'll give you, you know, we'll maybe direct you to go get a test or we'll just assume you have COVID. And of course you can't do anything for it. You're going to be doomed. Um, so like wait 14 days. And then, you know, if you need to go to the hospital cause you can't breathe, go then. And you know, it's just, and that's why, and that's why hospitals were getting overwhelmed in some places. I mean, and I'm going to be real, like it wasn't overwhelmed in my area. It wasn't overwhelmed in a lot of places. It was, in major cities where people live on top of each other and riding the subways with each other. So yeah, which apparently was encouraged early on, um, you know, with the, just similar to, I think Nancy Pelosi's like go to Chinatown uh, message. Uh, It seemed like a very um, public message to go utilize the subway system in, in New York. And, you know, again, government creating problems and not being able to solve their own problems. But they get away no. with it. They're allowed to. You know, if, if that happened to any any entity any in the private sector, and I don't mean a corporation, I mean, you know, a fully private, like, LLC, small company, small business that have all been terribly affected um, by the policies over the past few years, and also horribly affected by the large-scale compliance by the corporations to acquiesce to such honestly like bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I think the, the, the thing that just drives me crazy though, is just the, the nurses that I've, I mean, I feel like I'm the only nurse, although I know I'm not because we've met some really awesome yes, nurses we have. through this process, but, um, it just seems they, they probably feel the same way I do though. It's like, you yeah. know, like most of your friends are like, they're just, you know, the Stepford wives of COVID and they just yeah. can't like break themselves from it. They just repeat the same bullshit over and over again while watching everything fall apart, even though they've done it. And these are nurses themselves that have gotten COVID twice mm. been fully, they've been triple vaxxed and they're still getting well, sick. And now the, they have to go back to work. Proof. They have to go back and work while they're sick because they they cheered on and were okay with their friends getting, getting fired. fired for not wanting to make the same choice. Yeah. So honestly, I think um, it's a little poetic, and um, you know, there's some karma there. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sorry. Like that's a tough thing for me to you know, a, in a slightly insensitive thing for me to say. But I think like not being more sensitive to 
what the ramifications would be down the line of accepting and adhering to these policies, like that was insensitive and being um, short-sighted as I think everybody really like just anybody going along, anybody. So definitely like anybody who's really enthusiastic about any of these policies, but then also anybody mm-hmm. who is kind of just like going along to get along. And so ev- that's most of the people. That's a vast majority of our population. And I'm just going to say, like, a lot of the nurses that chose not to get vaccinated probably have their reasons. But they're they're the type of nurses that they're going to, they don't just listen to what everyone says and does it those are the good nurses because they're going to listen to the patient when they say that they're feeling these symptoms mm-hmm. and they're going to, they're going to be the ones that are not too afraid to call the surgeon at three o'clock in the morning and let him know what their concerns are. But yep. now you fired a lot of these nurses. Mm. So the chances are that you're going to get good quality care based off of getting rid of these types of nurses, but also the fact that you're now going to have a skeleton crew working, there's going to be increasing numbers of falls, um, hospital acquired infections. And you're also going to have, you know, just subpar care. Just, yeah, you're going to have patients who are not going to be getting bathed as often. They're going to, it's just going to be bad. I can't even tell you, like, when I was working there and it was, you know, bad even then. um, And the hospital, you mean? Yeah, there were times where I felt like I tried, I worked really hard, but I don't feel like I was able to give my patients the care that they needed because I didn't have the resources, Mm -hmm. but I would never be like, oh, well, this nurse doesn't, you know, make the same healthcare choices I make. So she's, it's, I'm fine with her being fired. Like I would never want that. And so I don't understand these mentalities, some of these nurses that are fine with this. eat each other. And then I just remember like a friend of mine on Facebook he posted um, a comment talking about how stupid it is to fire nurses in the middle of a pandemic. And he had a friend, he had like a friend, I, like, I didn't know, I was not a mutual with this guy, but he commented and said, well, they made their choice. And I was like, yeah, they made their choice, but you're going to end up paying for it in the end. Cause one day you're going to be a patient and then you're not going to get the care that you should be getting because there's not going to be enough nurses like this. You may say that fuck these nurses, they made their choice, whatever. But everybody at some point has to come to the hospital. Everybody at some point gets sick. And so everybody at some point is going to need a nurse. So if you say fuck them for making their own decision on their own health care, you're basically saying fuck me. <laughs> like yeah. fuck yourself then because you don't have, the, you're not going to have the resources for yourself either. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to even, like I have a huge feeling that there's a lot of people who are, who wanted to be nurses, who want maybe wanted to be doctors and they're seeing the state of healthcare right now. And they're like, fuck it. I'll just go be a plumber. Like nobody sure, wants I, to I still, enter this. I still want to be an electrician. <laughs> and you make more money as a plumber anyways. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. My will be brother-in-law, you know, he's younger than me. His whole house has been paid off he's a plumber. He's a master plumber. He works with his dad. You know, he is far and beyond what people his age and that went to college and got a useless degree are doing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I mean, at least 
people who are paying attention, like us, and like everybody listening, we're all kind of, if not already, like doing the trade school thing ourselves, or, you know, know more than one person who's doing it, you know, we're going to be the people that know that that's probably like a good idea of like what to suggest your kids to do. Because I mean, the, I just, it's also like, you know, there's, I wouldn't those. suggest going to nerd. Like I love what I do. I, I'm not going to say like, it's been a hard job, but it's been probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. And like what I do now what in nursing and what I did in hospice was probably my favorite ever. Mm-hmm. Most like soul um just fulfilling yes it was just yeah it just really was the best things i've ever done but i mean if i were to be talking to a student right now who's thinking about going into nursing i would not sugarcoat it for her um or him it's mm-hmm. not gonna be it's gonna be a lot worse than when i went through school because now a lot of these nursing schools are going to force you to be vaccinated before you can even 100 percent well, I mean, even lower than that, you know that, so. And they, and a lot of these schools don't even offer exemptions. And the reason for that being a lot of them have to do clinicals in hospitals and a lot of hospitals now are requiring them. Yeah. So it's funny because the argument that a lot of lay people have is like, well, weren't nurses or weren't healthcare professionals required to get vaccines before? Like only in some places, I never was And only mandated. certain ones. I never was mandated to get any vaccines at any of the jobs I had ever. I always, and it was funny, like if I didn't want to take the flu shot, for example, all I had to do is fill out a form saying I declined. Yeah. And I didn't even have to give a reason. Mm. I just signed my name on it. And that was it. Now it's like this whole rigmarole and it's just, you know, like you, I would just, all I'm going to say is I wish that we didn't have to talk about COVID anymore. It's just so stupid. Um, instead of COVID, we could talk about tuberculosis and I just Googled and the <laughs> WHO, the World Health Organization, um, said that a total of 1.5 million people died from TB in 2020. And it's, uh, saying that the number of people developing TB and dying from the disease, this is like as of October, 2021, could be much higher in 2021 and 2022. So, like, this is something that actually genuinely scares me. Like, tuberculosis kind of freaks me out. Um, I know it's treatable. I tested positive for TB once. I know. Um, I remember that story. Yeah, because I went to, when I went to India, I was like, I didn't go to, like, the nice places. I went to the bad places. And um, I was around (laughs) a lot of sick people. And I would guarantee you, like, a lot of the TB deaths were probably the places that I went to in India. But it's it's still a big problem in in places like that and in Africa and even Mexico um when I my first year of nursing I actually took care of a girl I don't think she was from Mexico I think she was from Guatemala she had tuberculosis and that that's one of the problems with a lot of these um people who are coming here immigrants that are coming here they come in here with things like tuberculosis and then they live in these small trailers or small um, apartments with packed in on top of each other. So it spreads really fast. And that's what, what did we do over the past mm-hmm. year? We shoved everybody in, indoors and told them not to go outside. So mm-hmm. yeah, it probably made those situations worse, especially in third world countries when they were locked down. So, yep. This article says, um, 
you know, disruptions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic have reversed years of global progress in the fight against tuberculosis, leading to an increase in deaths from TB for the first time in over a decade, according to the WHO's 2021 report. Good job, guys. Yeah. There's all kinds of accessory deaths because of COVID in the lockdowns. Not even because of COVID. It's because of government reaction to COVID. Of course. So I guess I can say that I've had COVID twice, even though the second time felt like a minor cold that it lasted for like a day. Well, so I guess that's a good thing to talk about. And, you know, I'm waiting for somebody who's much smarter than me um, and who's analyzing the data firsthand. Um, But so basically, like, you know, as we're talking about, like Malone on Rogan, um, McCullough was on Rogan right before that. And so something that he was, you know, touting, which I think was true at the time, like based on everything we'd read yeah. and, and, you know, what common sense dictated was that, you know, if you had a pri- previous natural infection and especially it's, it was seeming if you were not vaccinated as well, you were not going to get COVID again. And mm-hmm. that was true before the extremely contagious, but fortunate for us, like it's so incredibly like, mild yeah um those before omicron exploded and went everywhere and got everybody and honestly i'm at a point where i'm just like okay like uh who hasn't gotten it um like i feel safer than ever actually because i might have had it but i i feel safer than ever and i was never one to have felt like in danger or of like just nervousness of getting sick at all but it's like Mm -hmm. so what i think you know might be different is that you and we'll see kind of how the data emerges especially after we like complete this peak that we're definitely heading down from it's like so okay did somebody get covid twice including you you're you're a previous infection unvaccinated person did you get you know omicron maybe but like did you barely notice it like yeah, that's... part of me wonders if I actually had it or if I was because I know that I was around people that had it. If it was just a, my antibodies reacting to the proximity of the virus, I don't know. It, but whatever it is, I have antibodies and I haven't been sick. I mean, I had that runny nose and sore throat for like a day, and mm-hmm. then it was over. So, and I did the whole McCullough thing too. Um, I took the iodine swab, put it in my nose and throat every day when I left work. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, that does more for curbing um, viral replication. Yeah. And viral (laughs) spread. It really does. What's interesting is that about that is that um, like early, early, early on, I was listening to a Chris Ann Hall um, episode because if everybody remembers back to pre COVID, what we were dealing with was like, the insane clown show of Trump being impeached and just the whole, honestly, like Russia gate hoax and just years of that. And so, you know, Chris Ann Hall being a, an attorney and, um, you know, a constitutional expert and, and like, she's a background in molecular biology. So I always appreciate a brain that like comes from science, but like does other things. I think it's an extremely well-rounded, um, mm-hmm person who's like that and so anyway I remember she was talking like you know she and her husband who is your co-host um they were saying that you know anytime it's like flu season or cold season or just like anything anytime that something was going around 
what they did as a family practice was they would routinely, you know, just like swab their nose, swab their throat, and swab their ears with hydrogen peroxide Q-tips. And it was just like that it always kept them safe. And if you think about it, those are your orifices. Orify? Yeah. Orifices? And, you know, that's where <laughs> the germs are coming in. Your eyes, too, I guess. And it, maybe it depends on, honestly, the, uh, the pathogen. But, um, you know, all, those, all these holes and ways for potentially harmful things to get in your body. It's like if you kind of take care of those things and clean those up and, you know, you know some routine maintenance, really like low-level basic routine maintenance, uh, it goes a long way. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, it's just like, it, it really is just about taking care of yourself. And it's one of the, ba- like, one of the things that I have said this earlier, you know, nobody's going to take care of you mm-hmm. better than you are. Nobody understands you better than you do. And I mean, sure, you can say like, I mean, I would love to say that nurses do a great job. Like we really do take care of our patients. And most of us do, I think, but at the end of the day, we can only go by what you guys tell us is going on too. So that goes back to this, the individual, uh, you know, the individualism. And when we all take care of ourselves, everybody gets taken care of. Do you see what I'm saying? So the idea of like this collective idea where we need to like have universal health care and we need big daddy government to make all these big decisions for every single person. Let's just have like a one glove or one fits all approach to healthcare, it never Mm -hmm. will work. But when we allow people as individuals to be individuals and we approach people as if they're unique individuals, we have a much better chance of, of, of taking care of them. Never before in history have we ever been, you know, if you have this disease process, then everybody takes the same medication, the same dosage, the same strength, everything. We know that's a bad idea because everybody's body is made differently. So Mm -hmm. why are we doing it with this vaccine? I have no idea. All I can, all I could say is either it's for nefarious reasons or the people at the very top are just absolutely idiotic. I think it has to be both. Um, You know, there's a certain amount of like (laughs) purely idiotic people, but there also is no way at this point, January 25th, as we record 2022, there is no way there isn't a bad player or more than one bad player involved. There's just no possible way. And, um, you know, I do think that the mass formation psychosis is real. Um, Mm -hmm. We can see it in people's eyes. Like we can see it in their facial expressions as you have a conversation or you listen to them talk about the subject in particular. Think about the phrases that we've heard over and over again. Gosh. Safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. And then this has been thoroughly studied. This This has gone through many studies. It's like Without, they skip that now and they're just like, get the booster, just get the booster, just get the booster, you know? It's, well, yeah, and it's just like with MoFax is saying, these are spells. They're just trying they to- are spells. They're trying to get you under their spell to, to get you to do what they want you to do. And I can't tell you what, they, what the reasoning is for that. All I know is that it's not for your health and you have to be into, you have to think for yourself. You cannot mm-hmm. rely on other people, especially your government, especially the media, maybe not even your own doctor. Like, I hate to say it, but 
don't just take your doctor's word and then go on. If you, you should always get a second opinion. If you have any questions or any concerns, do your own research. Don't listen to these articles that are telling you that you shouldn't do your own research, that you don't know what, that you don't mm -hmm. even know what to do. It's not hard. There are plenty of medical yep. journals out there. You there are, are plenty of studies that are out there and you have access to them. I know people who don't have any degrees in science at all or in research and they pay for memberships to journals to, you know, so they can read scientific journals on their own. Once you know what the jargons are, once you know what the um, acronyms stand for and the, a lot of the, just the, the medical terminology, you will eventually it, re, be able to read these articles and understand what the research says. It's not, it really isn't that hard. It's not that hard. It's just but, takes um, a, it just takes a little extra effort and you know, you might have to do something about your ADD so that you can, <laughs> like I do, um, to sit down and look at these articles, but you should do your own research and you mm -hmm. should critically think that is important. That is how society moves forward. It's it how, never moves forward when we all try to be on the same page. It never does. And as much as we're taught, like we all need to get along, we all need to try and come to an agreement. That's all we the don't. same thing. Yeah, no, we could. I disagree with that thing. mentality. I don't think that we should all try to be nice to each other and and spare each other from suffering and and of your opinion or any of that stuff. I I think that if you personally think that something is wrong, you should say it and speak it out loud. Let people fight you um, and talk you out of it if they have a good argument for it. Or maybe you might be the voice that other people needed to hear to speak up because this is. This is literally one of these things where people are dying, like people have been dying from this vaccine. People have been permanently maimed from this vaccine. Women mm -hmm. are having miscarriages and we don't know what else is going on. I mean, and it may, yeah, you could say no, it's probably a small percentage of people sure. that are having this, but it's significant to me. Like you thought one death from COVID was significant. So mm -hmm. let's, if we're going to be consistent, let's be consistent. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we've been begging for consistency for a long time, though. But um, mm -hmm. I guess as sort of like a way to touch on a little bit of that and maybe to sum things up for our first solo episode back <laughs> and kind of like the springboard uh, into 2022, you know, even if, um, you know, as you're listening to this podcast, guys, gals, you know, you're fairly awake. You wouldn't be listening to us uh, and us ramble um, if you weren't. But, you know, there's different layers. There's different degrees of that. And so what I think is important, Jess has sort of touched on, um, but I think is like what is very much lacking in most people, even people of our more political persuasion or anti-political persuasion, of course, right? Because we fucking hate politics and we'd rather not have to have anything be political because there shouldn't be politicians or people voting on, you know, choices you are supposed to make as an individual in your own life. Absolutely. But so anyway, you know, how we get to that point is self-awareness and, you know, taking the time to really like get and understand yourself. And that includes your emotions, your, your mental capacity, your attention span, your like what's going on physically in your body, like sitting with yourself and having 
conversations with yourself and not being afraid to think like, or think that's like weird or unhealthy to do. Actually, it's very healthy and you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn who you are and, and don't be scared. Like don't, you're going to lose friends. Like you will, if you, but you don't need them. Yeah. I mean, I've lost friends and I've had family members kind of be upset with me, but um, I've made a lot of other friends that I wouldn't, that I've, I wouldn't have had if it weren't for this, this change. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Sometimes like you need to get rid of the baggage that's holding you back. Yeah. So find yourself. Yeah. Find the real people. Yeah. And you're going to do like, honestly, you're going to do that all your life. So Mm -hmm. don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of speaking your truth because you're afraid of losing people. If you're going to, if you know, you're going to lose them because you're saying something honest, then you've already lost them. Do you see what I mean? Yep. I mean, you know, I've got to take a lot of this, my own advice to heart too. (laughs) And, um, Mm -hmm. but the most important relationship is yourself. How do you look Mm -hmm. at yourself? Can you respect yourself? That's the thing. It's like, can you look at yourself in the mirror and, and respect yourself at the end of the day? Yep. Because that's going to really affect your long, long-term mental health and wellness. And you need those. You need those two guys. It's not just physical, as I'm sure you know, you were actually taught back in health class. Uh, it's more than just physical. It is emotional. It is mental mm-hmm. and spiritual, you know, see what's going on in there and, you know, what you might open yourself up to as you sort of become more in tune with yourself and what's going on. So, you know, that's kind of my, um, mess- you know, message and wish and aspiration for, of course, myself. Uh, it's always a journey. As you said, <laughs> this happens your whole life and, you know, you got to take it all with you and keep moving forward. But um, I wish that for every one of our listeners too, because we're all going to want each other, our newfound friends yeah. and, you know, the, the, weird misfit family we've all made um you know we're gonna want that for each other because we're gonna need each other (laughs) we're gonna need each other in our alternate economy um (laughs) so um speaking of you know staying in touch with us and you know um making sure we're all in check jesse where can anybody listening who doesn't know where to find us find us well I think our account on Instagram is not shadow banned anymore. So you can always uh, we've been lifted. Yeah. You can always follow us at the voluntary vixens podcast on Instagram, but we also have a background backup account called um, girl foxes who nap. So if we do get shadow banned, I will always go there. So if you don't see something on that from coming from um, our voluntary vixens account, just check that one out. Cause that's usually where I put stuff. And then um, we're on Twitter at Vixens Voluntary. And I think we also have, we also have a Voluntary Vixens now. I think we finally got that. We but do. We, I haven't been on that one. The Vixens Voluntary account, I pretty much do. So you're going to have to hear my, my opinions on things on Twitter mm-hmm. if you follow that one. Um, but we also have a Facebook that's, um, we're not quite that active on, but it's. I don't even a, know who's on Facebook anymore. It's like boomers and people that I don't know. We still, get, we still get people who like our stuff on Facebook. Well, that's well. good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Anybody who's listening is on Facebook. Thank you. We appreciate yes. it. I've actually uh, gotten some messages 
like after I can I talked about um bit worrying about my job there I got a lot of emails from a lot of people including on Facebook so that was really so great. sweet yes yeah no the love coming in is really it's, really appreciated yeah. guys and by the way we've had zero dick pics in our dms no I, no I so mean, we have you know. stellar dudes that follow us I'm Amazed. Absolutely. I love the dudes that follow us. They're like legit as shit. Thank you. And, uh, we, we like but, to hear your, see your mind. We don't want to see your penis. Thank you. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, but like they already know that because we're not thirsty and looking yes, for it. So, you know, you get what you ask for, ladies. If you see cleavage on our, on our account, it's probably going to be Cam's ass crack. So, <laughs> or FYI. Or incidental, accidental cleavage. <laughs> Because we are biological females. Oops, guys. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, on that fun note, um, everybody listening, we'll catch you next time. We'll catch you for the rest of this year. Um, Jesse and I have a lot of things planned, but um, I think it's time we start, you know, get, get cracking on our calendar. But a lot of people we want to revisit uh, that we talked to the past year or two, um, folks that we haven't been able to schedule yet. Um, I'm persistent. I will not let you go. So we'll have a great year, I think. And, um, you know, keep each other sane. <laughs> yeah, do our best to keep it peaceful. And, of course, as always, keep it voluntary. 